Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Rolf on from BR Direct, and we're going to be learning all about the use case, or the business case, that one would make for buying VR Direct. So let's jump right into it. Um, Rolf, would you do us a favor and A, check the pronunciation of your name, make sure that I've got that almost correct, and also introduce yourself and VR Direct to the audience? Of course. Of course. Well, first of all, thanks uh, for inviting me. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Uh, really, really a pleasure. Um, yeah, so my name is uh, Rolf Illenberger, as you would properly pronounce it in German, but uh, it's uh, perfectly pronunciation is Rolf. That's totally fine. <clears throat> um, I'm actually the uh, founder and uh, CEO of a company called VR Direct. Um, you'll find us on the vrx.com. Um, we're a company that is providing a virtual reality solution to enterprises. So let's, because that can go in a lot of different directions. I've seen people use this mm-hmm. in town acquisition as kind of a scenarios, you know, letting people kind of experience the job before. Uh, you can see VR being used in performance management. Uh, you can see VR being used, uh, you know, in customer support, you know, getting people training, you know, a lot of training development uh, uses and use cases. Where, uh, where, where are some of your success stories or where are some of the places that you, you see kind of VR? I mean, again, you're going to be able to use VR in time across the entire enterprise. However, let's just start with, kind of where people are using it the most right now. <laughs> right. So so here's our story. Um, we, we started a couple of years ago, actually already like 2015. So quite a quite quite a journey behind us. Um, and uh, when we started out, we started this whole thing as a B2C proposition. You know, we were still thinking virtual reality is going to revolutionize the whole entertainment industry. Um, it turned out not, uh, at least not until today. Um, and uh, later in our history, in our, in our story, we pivoted towards B2B. And today we see the vast majority of our clients and of the use cases on our platform, on our software, and I'll talk about software in a bit, um, being in some kind of relation to work or HR or you know, the new term for that is probably new work, uh, something that a lot of people are using when talking about how the work life, uh, the processes in HR have evolved um, partly under influence of the whole corona situation. Um, <clears throat> so we see a lot of lots of use cases um, in, in, in that area. So, so what we do is um, we provide a software solution that makes it pretty easy for professionals to create virtual reality projects. So the, as a matter of fact, you know, there are a lot of, lots and lots of people who have understood that you can do great things with virtual reality. Um, everyone, every one of us has 
experience virtual reality. Every one of us has tried it. We know the VR headsets. So, so you got in, so everyone more or less has a good idea of uh, what you can do with that. <clears throat> and then you want to apply this to your organization. Say you're an HR manager, you're a recruiting manager, you're, you're responsible for training in an organization. Um, then you want to apply the VR technology to what you're actually doing. And then you fairly quickly come to a point where you find um, that there are software solutions, there are technologies, programming languages, if you want, but it's super, super complicated, right? So you you, you are not a Unity developer. You're not, a, you're not an Unreal developer, most likely. Um, so you wouldn't be able to create a, a, a reasonable um, VR project, a reasonable VR content uh, uh, by yourself using these kinds of uh, technologies out there. It's for the game developers, for specialists, you need to be a, a, a specialist to, to be able to create something using these kind of uh, software solutions. And that's fine. I mean, there are numerous use cases for games and whatever. But if you're an, an average person, you, 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 you don't find success in, in any of these uh, software solutions. And our vision basically from day one was to make it as easy as possible for the everyday user to create virtual reality projects. Uh, you, you, you know, you can think a little bit of, although it's a tricky thing with comparisons, but it's a bit like PowerPoint for VR. Um, so we want to give a tool in the hand of an everyday user. So this can be a recruiting manager. It can be someone responsible for training. And he can, he or she can actually create content uh, themselves. And what they do to do so is... Your basic, your basic setup is you need a 360 camera. You'll get that out there uh, for a very reasonable price tag. In, in, in the meanwhile, you can get this from, from many different you know, uh, technology uh, hardware manufacturers. Um, and then you can go ahead and create content in your facilities, in your office, in your spaces um, of your organization. You would upload that content in our software, in our created tool. Uh, which we call the VRDirect Studio. You would enhance this content with, you know, all kinds of interactions, multimedia, uh, whatever you want to, you know, add to the pure 360 content to create um, um, to create a, a good uh, experience out of that. Um, and once you're done creating, you can upload the content directly on what we call the VRDirect Cloud. Um, and from the VRDirect Cloud, you can uh, distribute this content to basically any user or any recipient of that content out there. The, the recipient can use an app, an app for that on, on his mobile phone. Uh, he can use a tablet. He can also use a web player, but of course he can also use a VR headset. So um, if you create um, your, your content, it will be instantly available for almost any output device, including VR headsets. Um, and instantly available uh, globally. So, so think of um, think of this workflow uh, of creating, hosting, and distributing VR projects. And our platform takes out the whole complexity for 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 the users. And by doing so, we enable enterprises, organizations all across different industries, from automotive, consumer goods, uh, whatever, logistics, chemical. Uh, we enable many, many people to actually start tapping this 
uh, virtual reality opportunity that's out there and actually get started with creating content and uh, and getting uh, uh, other people in their organization on board using this uh, technology. So first of all, a couple things, the, the types of content, let's go a little bit more yeah. specific into it. And again, no names of companies or any of that type stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, and as you mentioned, industries, uh, and even types of jobs, like you, let's give the audience a, a good example of, okay, when I say content, here's four mm-hmm. examples of that industries, you mentioned automotive, that was great. Yeah. What works in automotive, you know, and again, I, I know it's, I know we're going to blink and there's going to be something that works tomorrow. That's going to be a little bit different. That's fine. But it just as, as it is right now. So, so it, it, as, as just said, the whole processes related to HR are super attuned to using virtual reality these days. So if you think of the, let's say, HR value chain, if you want, um, let's start with like the first step in the uh, HR value chain, which is something like employer branding. Uh, Companies want to present themselves in a a positive way, want to tell the world that they exist and want to tell their story. This can be can be is a, is a great uh, use case for virtual reality. We're serving um, a multinational uh, consumer good company who is using our platform, um, and they have created um, what they call an innovation story, meaning they tell um, they they tell their story, and it's a company that's more than 100 years old. Um, they tell their story in a, in a super cool virtual reality experience. They promote this all over the web page. Uh, they promote this in a dedicated app. They promote this in, 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 uh, in situations where, where, where they're recruiting people. Um, so they, th- that's a typical employer branding um, application. If we move over to recruiting, uh, we have quite a few Companies <clears throat> think of um, airports without mentioning which airport exactly, but think of an airport. Um, there are numerous jobs, different kind of jobs at an airport. Um, and we have a big German airport as one of our clients <clears throat> who's, who's, who has created a VR experience where you can experience the, the actual jobs that you can do at an airport all the way from ground service to you know, the, uh, how do you say in English, the air, airplane guides, you know, the, mm. the guys in the tower. Right, air, taf- air traffic controllers. Ex- exactly. So the whole range of jobs that an airport offers, and they're really touring um, touring the country uh, with this VR experience to, to demonstrate young people what kind of job range and what kind of uh, opportunity you have working um, at, a, a, at, an, at an airport. I see it really, uh, sorry to interrupt, Prof. I, I see it yeah. was as a wonderful, I mean, again, there's multiple uses, right? But as a wonderful way, especially those that are in university, to understand, you know how it is when you're in university, you have a, you have a PhD, you, <laughs> you spend some time at university. Um, yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Like you don't know what what happens in an advertising agency or a consulting firm, or like you said with air care church. You don't know, like literally have no idea what goes on at a job. It just and, seems like a great way to learn those things. And that and, and that's exactly the point in using the virtual reality technology. Look, I can mm. I can I can go ahead and tell you two hours about the different jobs you, know, right. you can do at an airport, right? right. Like, uh, 
and talk and talk and talk. I can even show you, send you a PDF. I can show you some pictures, but that will never be able to convey what it's actually like. And the strength and the unique power of the virtual reality techno technology, and that's what people need to understand, it's not related to specific use case. That's a general power of this technology is to replicate real life situations, obviously in a virtual setting, uh, but at the same time, your brain has the ex feels like it's experiencing that very real situation. So if if a, if a job applicant or someone you want to have or come as a, have as a job applicant is looking at all of these jobs at this airport, he will he or she will 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 have a much better understanding of what this job actually feels like um, in, uh, compared to just telling him about the duties and the tasks and the opportunities in a specific job. So virtual reality is really all about uh, creating an ex an almost real life experience, but with all the benefits of you don't have to be physically there. Uh, you, you can do this in a time and location uh, independent situation. You can replicate a situation all over. Uh, you know, you can have, you don't have security situation. You have downtimes with machines and all of that. That's, that's, that's the nice, nice thing about this technology. Well, it's, to, it's, it helps on the, on the town acquisition side, on the, uh, let's say, recruiting side. It, it does everything that you said because you're trying to get to fit. Ultimately, that's what recruiting is trying to do. The kid, yeah. the employer, and the employee or candidate are trying to figure out what is, where do I fit, how do I fit, etc. But also, there's there's another use case internally for yeah. internal mobility. You know, you might be at that at that airport, let's say, and you're in air traffic control, yeah. but you don't know like what's next, like what you, what yeah. other jobs you, what's transferable, what skills that you could do, yeah. what else is available. So there's another use case of internal kind of uh, mobility. And, well. and, 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 absolutely, and that's, that's, that's probably the biggest use case in, in, in VR by far right now, which is everything related to internal training, let's put it this way. It's mm. onboarding, it's training, it's safety, uh, 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 safety trainings, you know, everything related to educating your workforce. We have a, um, we have a big automotive client, um, uh, multi, you know, multinational brand, obviously, um, and their vision, which emerged in the Corona experience, when where they had to, you know, where where the where their trainees were at home for pretty much a year, you can say, so their trainees were out of the training. You know, they couldn't they couldn't continue training their trainees. So so they have a real problem now because they have to bring trainees back on speed and it's a institutionalized program. Normally the the the, the training program so they almost lost a year and you know all, all of these situations we all experience. And as a result of that they decided in order to mitigate for this risk in the future and also to cope with you know potential travel bans and, and whatever's whatever's still there. Um, we need to virtualize basically all of our physical training. Um, so they've decided <clears throat> to partner with us. Um, and we've just, uh, you know, um, half year ago, we, um, we have started to virtualize all of their training. So the current trainees are now creating virtual training courses 
And that's very important. The current trainees do this. So it's not us as an agency, it's not some kind of external party because that because then there wouldn't be a, a positive use case, a positive um, financial case on, on applying this technology. But the actual current trainees start creating a library of training courses for the future trainees. This is, I mean, obviously this is a, a project um, um, with a you know horizon of three, four, five years. Uh, but the, the vision of that project is to be at some point almost completely independent from, from physical meetings, from people being physically in a specific facility in order to uh, continue their, their training um, uh, tasks. Um, and this is something companies, this company called it is, is under the umbrella of what they call business continuity. So uh, in situations where for whatever reason, be it pandemic, be it uh, environment protection, be it whatever, um, you want to be in a situation where you still can continue doing your business, especially in the field of HR, uh, with you know, without having to meet in in in, in real life. Right. So a, f- a few things. Let's unpack one. One is um, on the safety side. So what I love about this, especially in VR, is it, pun intended. It's a safe environment. So you yes. can teach people, with, <laughs> you know, without live ammunition, if you will. Um, and and if they, you know, what's great about it is safety is one of those things that's, you know, it helps a lot of a lot of industries that you know you just want to always make sure to provide a safe environment for your workers. So uh, I love that because it's just a great way to constantly be training and reiterating the safe way or the correct way of doing things. So I, I love that. Here's just a very short, funny story about one of our first clients was, a, was an energy supplier in, which is serving energy networks in, in multiple European countries. And the training director once told me the first mistake in training is your last mistake because they're working with, <laughs> with they're working with high voltage, obviously. So they were really the first to start applying VR in an institutionalized way for exactly the reason you were just mentioning, because it's and you can replicate and you can create routines in the heads of the trainees before they actually work with high voltage situations. Right. And and, and again, what's great about that is there's it, it helps them gain confidence. You know, exactly. so, so, you know, employees that maybe have not been on a shop floor or they've not been in that environment and, and they have some skills, you know, but they, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. So this is just a wonderful way to give them a safe environment to try, learn again, even, 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 you know, when you make a mistake, no, nobody was injured. You made a mistake in VR right. and, and it can be corrected. And, and so you're, there's a great learn there. Um, you could you could go you could almost almost go as far as saying like training in VR is combining the the good things about training in reality, which is your brain understands it's as it's something you're actually doing, with you know the minimized risk and the full right. concentration people have on the situation. I love that. So, Rolf, you've been you've been steeped in this for a long time, and you've seen the the industry grow, and obviously you've seen adoption uh, and usage and consumption uh, uh, increase as well. Um, what do you say to folks? I mean, you know, you're obviously selling into businesses now, B2B. 
Um, what do you say to, to businesses that either don't get it or can't quite see the vision that you, you know, see, like, how do you, how do you move folks that are, that are just not quite there intellectually or emotionally? How do you move them over to understand kind of the benefits of, of VR? I, I, you know, the honest answer, I don't try to move them over there. The, the, the market is just exploding. And uh, Corona has, you know, fueled that understanding of what the technology like virtual reality is good for uh, tremendously. So it has pushed the whole industry. And you also see this in activities from the big players, uh, Facebook, Oculus, and TikTok buying Pico and all of that. So there's, there's a huge, uh, uh, you, know, ex- you know, explosion in activities in that market. And luckily enough, um, we have so many organizations who are asking us um, to support them in their VR strategy that, as a matter of fact, we don't have to do that much convincing of people. I, 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 I know that there are people out there who still believe that virtual reality is some kind of overhyped yeah, uh, yeah. thing. Fly, and it's flying kind of, cars. Yep. Absolutely. Absolute, and that's totally fine. Uh, you know, everyone uh, can have his own opinion about new technologies. But I know from our daily work <clears throat> that we're basically talking to the largest organizations globally uh, about virtual reality rollouts in dimensions that you would have not dreamed of in, in uh, like two, three years ago. So this consumer goods company, it's a multinational company with like 200,000 employees. They're looking into rolling out virtual reality next year into 40 countries with like uh, a population of 20 to 40,000 VR headsets. Um, so this thing is becoming real. Be there one or two other companies who, who don't believe in that, um, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah, I guess it's, it's I think that's the best. a competitive yeah. advantage for those companies who, who start applying this. Yeah. Well, and it's also, again, you, you know, convincing someone that, you know, it's you're pushing a boulder uphill and there's no need for that. If they, if they, if they can't walk through the six or eight very clear use cases and it doesn't make sense for the organization. Great. You know, at at one point, maybe it does. But but the interesting thing you touch with that question is as this technology is so disruptive, so innovative, innovative for a lot of organizations that you rarely find people who are really, you know, who really under, can understand the technology already. So at a lot of these mm-hmm. enterprises, you we have to start very, very early in the process, consult a lot, do a lot right. of workshops, onboard them on the technology. And we have to start with little, you know, single team members and then grow a small team and then right. growth of the organization because you don't have any prior experience with this technology. Well, that's 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 true of kind of any new technology. You're gonna you're gonna start small and grow. I love that. We've talked on the recruiting and internal mobility and training. I wanted to get your take on collaboration and kind of how collaboration can happen or should happen, or some of the examples of collaboration in VR. I mean, if you look at the market right now, collaboration seems to be the the more interesting let's put it this way, the, 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 the uh, seems to attract more marketplace. You can see that with, uh, you know, Facebook horizon being extended into 
um, a, a collaboration tool for uh, VR, the, the Horizon workplaces. Um, then you see uh, Microsoft with Allspace, the Allspace investment. Mm -hmm. So it's like the collaboration thing, um, at least look, that's what it looks to me is, is, is like the ultimate battleground for the big, for the big tech players when it comes to the B2B space. Um, and that's probably because it's, it's, it, it, it's the, it has the potential to revolutionize the whole way we interact, you know, being just being a digital avatar meeting in, in a virtual space and doing whatever kind of business or social interaction and you, you want to do. <clears throat> uh, but it's technologically still a tricky thing. So the avatars and the connections that you need for a life, um, for real time interaction, you know, it's a matter of our networks, um, you know, even even talking about, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the technology, technologically advanced countries in, 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 in Europe, we don't, we have a large share of households who's not connected to a network that would allow for a real-time collaboration in, in in VR. So there's a there's a whole lot of uh, investments and and techno technological advancements still to be done. And that's also why we um, currently focus on non-live content. Uh, right. So content content that you can pre-produce um, that you can uh, keep uh, available on the cloud, and then you can consume this. In any kind of situation, so it doesn't have to be live. It doesn't have to be in in a collaboration uh, setup. And we see uh, an, an enormous range of use cases for, let's say, non-live, non-real-time collaborative uh, content. But certainly, uh, at some point in time, when the whole uh, technology, even the also the the, in, the technology infrastructure behind that, um, has advanced more where these two things will emerge and you will have pre-recorded setups com com combined with uh, real-time uh, instructors or in, the, in the content or something like that. So I've, I've used Altspace uh, for a virtual yeah. reality HR conference uh, last year. Cool. It, was, it was fantastic. Uh, first experience with it. Kids, of course, my kids have taken it over, and I don't, I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen my Oculus Quest in a month or so, but I'm sure it's being I used. I can relate to that with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, uh, you know, as we roll out, there's a couple things I want to, I want to talk about is when folks first see it. So I can remember my first experience. I can take you through it. It was, it was actually quite funny. Um, when you're, when you demo or when you show people you know, obviously what can be done, the possibilities, how other companies are using it, et cetera. Kind of what's that, that light bulb moment or that aha moment when they're like, oh, okay, I can see how this would be really helpful for us. Well, <clears throat> there, there are a couple of moments in, 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 in that. The first thing is when it comes to consuming virtual reality, um, I've, my experience is that if people in a B2B setup, in a professional setup are, uh, given virtual reality as a new technology for the world, they just start using it. <clears throat> so as opposed to, you know, this showcase thing on an exhibition where people are like, huh, what's this? Uh, let me try. And, you know, you have this mindset of, uh, can this be cool? Is this cool? Can I, in the B2B setup, if you, if you tell the trainees at this automotive company, we're going to start using VR now. They'll be like, okay, fine. We'll start using VR in our training. 
and you have absolutely no problems with uh, doing so. You know, all the discussions about uh, can they use it? Well, how will they react? Is it fine to, for them to spend five or 10 or 30 minutes? We haven't had any a single problem with the trainees when we started to apply them in, in large scale. So that was is a, is the first moment where people understand this technology is now at the point where you can absolutely use this in a, in a professional setup. And the second uh, situation when it comes to uh, especially using our platform is when they see how easy it is to create content. <clears throat> so uh, the the that it's possible if you want and you know if you had a little bit of training and understanding you can create a vr project in probably 10 or 15 minutes um and you, you just take a few pictures create it put it out there and it's instantly available so that's the second moment and then you have both <clears throat> both uh, light bulb moments kind of combined creation has become so easy that you can create something worth showing in a matter of minutes and using vr headset um, has become so uh, common and, and and understood that there's no obstacle anymore. And that's the two things that you need, the creation part and the distribution part, if you want, uh, which, which brings technology to a point where enterprises are like, okay, we can start using that in a, in a regular setup. I love this. Boy, time time flew, Rolf. I absolutely appreciate your time. Also appreciate you coming on uh, and explaining things for for us and our audience on the Use Case Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.